0: it's not little pieces of action either. There's people saving like $70,000 and traveling to 15 different countries and hitting fire at age 30. There's just so many amazing people doing all these amazing things, and you rarely get to hear about them because they don't have a platform.
1: Welcome to the FI Show you get a behind-the-scenes look into financial independence. Here's your host, Cody and Justin. Hello and welcome everybody to a new year and a new episode of The Fi Show. But before I start yapping, let's check in with the co-host Cody. What's going on, man?
0: What's up, Justin? I'm excited for this new year. I know I've been just getting back to the swing of things. I got back from South America on the 21st. Then we had all the holiday madness. So now life is starting to feel quote-unquote normal again. How about you?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely didn't have quite as crazy of a trip, but I was traveling a ton. I was down in Texas a few times, back home in Mississippi, got to spend a lot of time with family, but now kind of ready to get back into the grind, get back to work and, you know, just start focusing on 2020.
0: Yeah, and sometimes it's tough. You can always go forward and have your New Year's resolutions and your new goals or, you know, go 2020 strong. But sometimes we don't take a second and step back and reflect on the things we accomplished in this past year. So... We are going to dedicate this episode to everyone who is in this awesome community, the financial independence, the FI show community. And then Justin and I are also going to share a few of our own wins. So, Justin, you want to kick this thing off and maybe we'll each share a win and then dive into the community. But, Justin, before you answer, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. One of the best ways to protect your family is with term life insurance. Even though we don't like to think about it, it's important to have financial protection in case the unexpected happens. Bestow is an awesome and reputable life insurance partner of ours that makes this process simple and easy. They use data to remove doctor visits and paperwork involved with the traditional life insurance process. And you can apply from anywhere in just minutes. You don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops to determine your eligibility. You'll receive an approval response right away. It literally took me less than one minute to get my estimated quote, and you can go do the same. Get your free and convenient quote by visiting thefyshow.com slash bestow. That's thefyshow.com slash bestow. B E S T O W, Bestow Life Insurance made easy. Alrighty, Cody. I think the
1: win that I want to start the episode off with is that I got twenty eight and a half percent more progress towards FI, which brings me a total of eighty percent towards financial independence.
0: That is awesome, man. So, how many more years do you think does the additional twenty percent going to take? Well,
1: the math says, or according to like you know all the projections, like the, the Mad Scientist FI Labs calculator, about eighteen months but it's not taking into account my income increasing recently. So it could actually be faster than that for me to hit my number. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to retire faster than that, but it says 18 months, but should be sooner to hit that FI number.
0: Sweet. I just wanted to ask that quickly so we can give you a shout out. That's awesome. Sounds like you got less than two years to the holy grail of FI. I think my big win for this past year was I'm nearing up on one year since quitting my corporate banking job. That was January 31st of 2019. I'm still surviving I'm still thriving I made a lot more money than I thought I was going to this year I was able to save a bunch of money have fun go on cool travels. so I don't know if that's a specific win but it's just cool to know that this was possible even though there's so many doubters from the beginning that say oh Cody you'll be you know back in your job in a month or two months or six months whatever it might be that I'm still doing this and still going strong and I'm enjoying life and the other cool thing is most people,
1: you know, when they quit their job, when they're young, they move back in with their parents. But Cody actually moved out of his parent, of his mom's house after he quit his job. So congratulations.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Justin. <laughs> All right. So we got to tune our own horns a little bit, Justin. But this whole episode is not about you and me because we are just two people and there are so many amazing people in this community. And so if you're a part of our Facebook group, you can join at com slash community. We had a couple of celebration threads where people got a chance to reflect back and look at their FI journey in 2019. And we had so many awesome comments, so many people doing amazing things in this community. And you might not hear about them because they're not a blogger, they're not a podcaster, they've never been on a podcast before, but it is totally worth giving them their fair shout out. So Justin, you wanna kick this one off? Sure, yeah. the The first response
1: we had was from Steve and he said that, he helped set his daughter up a Roth IRA at the age of 18 and that he was dedicated to teaching his kids what he didn't discover until he was 40. I think that is really cool. I mean, to get, you know, that education out there soon and not only the education, but setting up that Roth IRA, doing something tangible that even if it takes his daughter a while to kind of come around and really get into the the nuts and bolts and be as enthused about it as maybe he is, they will already have that vehicle that's working for them at such a young age, getting all that compounding interest.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was really excited about the compound interest because even if, you know, she's not interested in this whatsoever and he he puts $5,000 in it just one year when she's 18, if she looks in that account, say 20 years later, she might have like $15,000 sitting in there. and She's like, whoa, thanks, dad. Or maybe she will get invested into this. Like you said, Justin, and she starts funding it every single year. She's going to be light years ahead of someone who just starts this at 40. Not saying you can't do this at any age because we're proponents of people starting this at, you know, 10, 20, 70 years old, no matter how old you are, but starting at 18 is a huge leg up. Okay, so the next one comes from Josh, and Josh is a good friend of ours. I've known him for almost two years now, I think, and so he visited with five friends in 10 states plus D.C. He watched Playing With Fire, which is a documentary about the fire movement, in four states plus D.C. Wow, you got five screenings in. That's awesome, Josh. Maxed out both his Roth IRA and traditional 457B for the second time. New personal high of 28 flights this year. Justin, does he have you beat?
1: (laughs) You know, I actually commented on there and said, I wish that I tracked how many I have because I really don't know. I think it'd probably be pretty close, but he may have me beat. (laughs) That's awesome. The next one we have is from Nords, Doug Nordman, who writes over at themilitaryguide.com. And by the way, Doug's been FI for 20 years. So if it's happened in the FI world, Doug's seen it. But his big thing was that him and his daughter finished writing a book about raising a money-savvy family It's in the editing phase right now and should be ready in, you know, two or three months for everybody to get out there and get a copy of.
0: And what's really exciting, Justin, is that Doug has been saving himself so patiently to be a guest on The Five Show, so we're definitely going to bring him on. He is a true testament to this movement for all the naysayers who are like, You know, you can't do this. You're going to have to go back in five years, whatever the amount of time that you think this is impossible. This guy's been doing it for 20 years. He's been through bear markets. He's been through bull markets. He's been through the recession, the great recession. So he's done it all. We're going to have him on, share his story, talk about the book, Raising His Money Savvy Family. Okay, so the next one we got here is from Alex. And Alex hit his savings goal and hit his net worth goal, increased his 401k contribution and HSA account, made more friends and built more relationships, can be better with my health goal. However, it looks like you crushed it in about 75% of the things that you chose to share with us, Alex. Good stuff. You can definitely have health as a priority in 2020. If that's something that's super important to you.
1: Yeah, it was also awesome that he calls out, you know, making more friends and building more relationships, kind of going back to something that we try to highlight all the time on the show, which is saving the money and having that goal is one thing, but the journey as you get to that goal is way more important. So congratulations on that, Alex. And next, we have Chad Methner, who was a guest on the show. And he says, I have at least one comma in all my bank savings and investment accounts. So that's an awesome thing that you're starting to see that growth across all your accounts. And if you don't know Chad's story, his big thing is that you're chasing financial independence on a lower income scale. And he also had some debt that he was working off. So different accomplishments can look different to different people. But this is a big one for Chad. So congrats.
0: And I think Chad also, we did post another thread where some people chose to share some stats and Chad is really close. I think last year he was at like negative 30k in net worth and he is rearing up on zero. So we'll definitely have to have Chad post that in the group once he hits that zero net worth because he is just constantly saving and paying off debt. So awesome stuff, Chad. Okay, so the next one is from Rob, and I've actually known Rob probably for a little over a year. He's pretty deep into like the teaching middle school and high school kids about financial independence, which I love because getting them started early, like we mentioned before, is amazing. And so this year Rob had his first baby, and in other news, wrote my first book that's getting published in January. Going back to those kids, he wrote a book on how you can start a small business, and this was geared toward high school students. I had a chance to revise it before it was even out, so Rob's an awesome guy. Sounds like he's crushing it in his personal life. And then he's getting a bunch of awesome information out there as well. And it's awesome to see Rob out there kind of spreading this message
1: to high school students so that you're prepared as you're going into college in those first earning years. Cause unfortunately, a lot of us don't even start considering any of this until deep into our careers. So that's awesome, Rob. The next post we have comes from Accidental Fire, who says they're probably going to total over five figures in earning from their graphic art side hustle. So that shows you that you can do something that you really love. That maybe on the surface doesn't seem like something you can make a lot from, but
0: they're getting to do what they're passionate about and be paid well for it. And if you guys do want to check them out, and you're interested, I know Accidental Fire personally. He is anonymous, so I'm not gonna give him a shout out by first name here. But he makes a bunch of cool, different FI shirts, like about the you know four percent rule and savings rate, and you know anything FI or money related. He makes pretty cool T-shirts. So it's really awesome to see that he's made over ten thousand dollars selling these T-shirts. To a bunch of FI enthusiasts like us. Okay, so the next one we have here is from Kirkland. And Kirkland quit his job, spent a bunch of money moving 1,000 miles. Oh, we still have more money at the end of the year. That's awesome. You spent a bunch of money and you still have more at the end of the year than you did at the beginning of the year. Congratulations, Kirkland. That sounds awesome.
1: Yeah, this is one of the few places people can come and celebrate quitting a job. So we love that. The next one comes from Bob, who says that he fired at 44, attended the UK Chautauqua Camp 5, Midwest, FinCon in D.C., and some Philly Choose 5 meetups, spent tons of time hosting family and friends at the beach this summer, traveled to Alaska, Germany, Greece, Italy, Croatia, Montenegro, Spain, Portugal, and did a transatlantic cruise, lost 20 pounds, read a bunch of great books, made new friends, and is super grateful for all of his blessings That is a heck of a 2019, Bob.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Bob is a pretty cool guy. I met him on the book tour with Grant Sabatier out in Philly, and we've actually connected a couple of times since then. Bob, it sounds like you're crushing it, man. Hopefully, you're listening to this episode. You are just traveling all around the world. I know that was a dream of yours. You wanted to kind of just get out there and travel. You fired this year. I know you were nervous about that too, but it looks like everything is going good and definitely looking forward to 2020. Okay, so the next one we have here is from Jared. Jared. Jared reached five this year at age 30 and has transitioned out of full-time employment. Spent four months traveling internationally all around Europe with a month-long road trip around the US. Not a bad year overall. Can't wait for many more adventures next year. That sounds a heck of a lot similar to Bob and pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, and I've also seen Jared putting out some stats on Twitter from some of his weightlifting. So he's benching over 300 pounds. He's getting after it. Sweet. And the next post we have comes from Dana and she says her and her husband both maxed out their Roths, IRAs, I'm assuming, and retirement plans, 401ks, I'm assuming. So that is a huge amount of money going into their retirement accounts.
0: Yeah. What is that? That's 19 plus six for each. I don't know. I'm just assuming you're under 50 just for easy math. So it's like 50 grand put away in pre-retirement accounts. That is our pre-tax accounts. Sorry. That is awesome, Dana. That is uh... And that's before the match is even included. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dana, you're just crushing it. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so the next post comes from Josh, who I actually met down in Camp Fi, Mid-Atlantic. And so Josh lived abroad for most of 2019 in Edinburgh and traveled all around the world, doubled his revenue with his side hustle year over year for the second year in a row. It's called Sea Insiders, attended Wimbledon for under $500 went to Camp Fi and FinCon this year, 2019 rocked. Well, I'm glad I met you at Camp Fi and sounds like you're crushing it. And our next post comes from
1: some friends of both mine and Cody's who have also been on the show, James and Emily. They attended two Camp Fis and their first FinCon this year, bought one rental, sold another one, both quit their jobs and fired in August. Then they moved to Cyprus, which they've been living at since. They are looking forward to the possibilities that fire will bring them this year.
0: And I don't know if you've been kind of snooping on Facebook, but it seems like they've been in like 10 countries in the past month. They've been traveling all around, loving their early retirement and Justin, which was funny when we were staying in FinCon together, we all shared a room, myself, Justin, James and Emily, and they literally had their entire life in suitcases in the corner of the room. Like they had like a bicycle, they had these two huge suitcases and immediately after FinCon was over, they went and moved and just up and left and went to Cyprus. So... Congratulations, it sounds like it's working out, and I'm actually going to be visiting them in March. I know you're kind of jealous, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: little do you know, I may be seeing them in September when I go to Amsterdam and Porto, so. Oh, geez. All right. You <laughs> know,
0: I travel, too. All right. <laughs> Enough travel battling. So the next one comes from Fritz, and where did I meet Fritz? That was at Mid-Atlantic, I think, and then also at a meetup in Massachusetts. So I've hung out with Fritz a couple of times. Super cool guy. Fritz took a vacation to the mountain with his kids without spending an arm and a leg, paid off his truck, did siding on his house with cash, rehabbed his living room and dining room. Looks like you're just kind of getting all the assets in your life leveled up. You got the truck paid off. You got the siding on the house. You got the rehab living room and dining room. Good stuff, Fritz. Also, I got to talking with
1: Fritz on the side about converting a van or like a small bus into a camper. And he was just like in love with this idea. He said he's not sure if his wife's quite ready for that <laughs> yet, though. but he loves it. The next post we have is a, a really powerful one and it comes from Kelsey. And I think the cool part is how she, I think, was doing exactly what we were talking about as we let into the episode that she just kind of looked forward and hadn't stopped and really looked back and, you know, pat herself on the back and kind of soaked in. What she had done in 2019. So she said, reading this post made me realize I've had a huge year that I've never quite put into words. She first discovered FI on Christmas of 2018 when she only had $1,500 in a checking account. Since then, she's negotiated a $12,000 raise, got her company to pay for her PMP, which is a certification for project managers, volunteered at a startup to learn new skills so that she could switch to a better paying industry, moved to another job for another $30,000 raise, automated her savings to accumulate a $20,000 emergency fund, switched all her investments to index funds, maxed out her Roth and HSA for the first time, plus getting the 401k match. And then she says, after all that hustle, I took some time to think about why I'm pursuing FI and what it means to me. And she says, now I'm working towards my favorite part. I'm in the process of downsizing my life and purchasing an RV so I can travel the country, see public lands, and spend more time outdoors. I realize I don't have to wait for retirement or financial independence to design the life I want, but FI gave me the freedom to start living it. And luckily, my remote job will allow me to pursue FI along the way, she says. That is
0: awesome, Kelsey. (laughs) This is like such an amen. This is why I love this community. Kelsey is just... She gets the twelve K raise and then she decides, okay, I need to sharpen up my skills a little bit. I'll volunteer at a start up, gets another thirty K raise, and now she just figures out her Wi Fi, realizing she wants to travel, she wants to live in the now, and she realizes she doesn't have to wait till she hits this magical fine number or she's sixty years old. She's going to start taking advantage of the option she has now. So Kelsey, congratulations. It seems like twenty nineteen was a heck of a year for you, and hopefully twenty twenty brings you some more success. Okay. So we have Becky, and she starts it off with whoop whoop. That sounds like it's (laughs) going to be a good one. So fun to look back and see the progress you've made. This past year, we maxed out our IRA, 401k, took a big leap forward in our net worth, paid extra on our mortgage, and made time for the things that matter to us like trips to Austria and Denmark. Thanks for letting us celebrate here. You are welcome. Becky, that's awesome. Looks like you're crushing it on all fronts. Yeah, it's cool to
1: see how she's made these big jumps, and it looks like she's doing that together with with her partner, because she says, we max our IRA and 401k, so it's cool to see that tandem going, but then also got to do the big trips like Austria and Denmark, which are places a lot of people have never got to experience, so that's cool, Becky. The next one is Susan, and it's a short but sweet one. I've never owned a home, so I can't imagine what this feels like, but it's got to be awesome. She just says, we sent our payoff to our mortgage company, so now the house is paid off. That's one thing you never have to worry about is paying rent or that mortgage again.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And that's such a powerful thing because I know a lot of people get flack, like even Mr. Money Mustache, he says he lives on like 25 grand or less a year. And a reason for that is because he doesn't pay housing. Once he already owns that house, once you, if you do choose to buy a house and you pay it off, once you eliminate that housing expense and you zero it out, you have so much more room in your budget for other stuff and you can still live a pretty fun and frugal lifestyle. Okay. So the next one comes from Brandon, who said he moved all of his FI investments over to Vanguard from Ameriprise to self-manage moving forward. Includes retirement accounts and brokerage account. That's awesome. I have dealt with Ameriprise before. Sorry if any of you guys work there that are listening, but it was a nightmare to deal with. And I love (laughs) Vanguard. So I think you made the right choice there, Brandon.
1: Yeah. Especially if, you know, who knows, maybe he had been working with somebody personally and paying, you know, decent amount of fees. That stuff can really add up on you. There's some tools out on personal capital where you can see what the different fees will cost you over the lifetime of your investment horizon. So those little one, one and a half percent fees can add up more than you think. The next one comes from Claudine. She says, no debt, killed it this year, opening a Roth IRA in January and saving at least 10% of every paycheck in the coming year and investing at least 10%. So again, this is someone who's like, you know what? I'm going to take care of my debt and I'm going to start my savings. She's going to start at 10%. I guarantee you if she posts next year, she's going to be setting goals for 20, 30. But the point is that she started and that's the biggest win.
0: And Justin, I know you answered her and you said, I want to be you and I grow up, keep crushing it. And then Claudine replied with, this is the best part because this kind of shows you the grit and like what goes into being able to achieve this. She said, it wasn't easy. I listened to podcasts like yours, found communities, side hustled at 4 a.m. with children in China. So maybe she was doing like the VIP kid or something online teaching. Shared one car with my husband, ate a packed lunch, etc. My advantage was that my parents taught me a lot about FI, especially it does not matter how much you make. It matters how much you save. Totally true. And Claudine, it sounds like you are well on your way to that FI journey. Hopefully you're automating those savings and it will just keep growing every single year. All right. So we got Michael who walked away from another quote unquote career and transitioned to selling on eBay full time. Love that. That is super cool.
1: Yeah. We had some guests on the show earlier this year who sell most of their things on eBay and just that's what they do for a living. They're making, I know they made over $100,000 just flipping items. So it's definitely doable out there. Then our next post comes from Liz who says, Her and her husband finally fired their lame financial advisor (laughs) and moved our money to all low-cost index funds, maxed out two Roth IRAs and two 401ks, reached a significant net worth milestone. Then she also says she got a new assignment at work that has her much more energized about her nine to five. She's even started riding her bike to work occasionally and says that they're also focused on big accomplishments for the family, like potty training their daughter and teaching their son how to swim and ride a bike without training wheels. So they're juggling a full family, they're taking care of things, you know, they're, they're cutting the fat as in, you know, firing that financial advisor. And then also seeing that happiness factor also increase by, you know, finding a new assignment at work and getting something that made her happier. I almost guarantee you that led into part of the the feeling like she wanted to bike to work having that extra energy. So she's kind of got the full spectrum there.
0: Yeah. And this is awesome because I know Liz, I met her in, was it Detroit? Yes, it was Detroit on the book tour. And she was kind of unhappy with her job. She just was like, I'm kind of burnt out. I'm not feeling it anymore. And now it feels like she has all this new energy. You know, she's riding her bike to work. It seems like she's enjoying her job a lot more. She fired her lame financial advisor and moved to all low cost index funds. So yeah, totally agree, Justin. She kind of got the full package here. She got family, money, happiness, the whole shebang. All right. And then our next post comes
1: from Eric who says he bought a house, moved to a new neighborhood with a great community. The kids now have neighborhood friends. His son rides his bike all day long, plays in a creek, sounds like it's real outdoorsy. They have family block parties and outdoor movies. He got a new job. He's fully remote now in a role that actually fits his skills and interests. He gets to work on things that interest him, and he gets to walk his kids to and from the bus stop every day. That's huge says he's home when they leave and he's home when they get home he started seeing a therapist and working through what turned out to be a lifetime of anxiety and now he understands it but he is doing a lot better now he's also lost some weight so he's still working on that but he saved fifty seven thousand dollars in investment accounts increased his net worth by thirty percent and he's probably about halfway to his fi number although he says he's not trying to think about that too much he said see above about anxiety Justin
0: I was so pumped when I read this because I've known Eric for probably about a year now I've hung out with him at two camp fives and he's just an awesome guy all around and kind of same situation I was just talking about with Liz he just seemed a little bit burnt out a little bit stressed out in his job and I'm just so happy to see that he's you know found a new neighborhood that his kids love to live in he loves his new job where he's working remote he feels satisfied he's doing work he likes he started seeing a therapist and kind of dealing with some personal stuff he may have had going on he's losing weight. So again, another one where someone's just crushing it on all fronts. It doesn't always have to be just about the financial stuff, but getting that stuff right allows you to focus more on those other areas. All right. So the next win comes from Brad and met Brad also in Florida. I've actually hung out with him two times in a row, two years in a row at Camp Fi. So that was really cool kind of just seeing his progress, what he's been doing over on his site and with his family. He saved 61k this year. He averaged 18 hours per week of work. Just that in itself is crazy and awesome. Spent a tremendous amount of time with his wife and daughter. Solidified that he prefers warm weather over cold weather. Amen. I'm starting to feel that way as it's getting cold up here in Boston. And he also solidified that living at least four hours away from family is ideal. Yeah, the uh, the one
1: that's kind of stuck out there was the figured out that living four hours away from family is ideal. That one's definitely funny, but I get what he means. I think what he's trying to say is you want to be in a bubble big enough so that people don't guilt trip you for you not coming home every single day or every single weekend that you know there's still they still see there's a little bit of investment of your time before you come home. But not being so far away where you can't get back to home and see those people you care about. So definitely understand that one. And then last but certainly not least comes from Jimmy who saved around seventy thousand dollars visited six countries, and his wife got to quit her second job. So now she only works seven to eight months a year now. So that's got to be pretty awesome. It looks like they do also have kids. So I imagine those months where mom's not having to work is got to be really awesome for the whole household.
0: That's awesome. And I actually know Jimmy and his wife, Jenny, personally, I stayed at their house for a week. So their daughter thinks I'm cool, Uncle Cody, or that's what I tell myself at least. So it is definitely awesome for kind of recapturing that family time. And now that she's only working seven or eight months a year, that gives her four to five months off. So that is just the best of both worlds. And they saved 70K and visited six countries. So keep crushing it, guys. Okay, Justin. So we heard from the community, but I think it would be a little fun exercise to kind of just reflect back on our journeys through 2019. Doesn't have to be just money, doesn't have to be just personal stuff. It could be a mix of anything you want to talk about that happened in 2019 that has impacted your life and might impact it moving forward. Sure. Yeah. I mean, since this is
1: a financial podcast and I geek out every time a year ends, so I can like go into my spreadsheet and start pulling out stats, I'd be happy to share a few numbers before getting to the other stuff. So, For 2019, I calculated what my total spending for the year is here in Boston, and it was $23,295, which came out to be a 76% savings rate. And then because, you know, you got to, I broke it down into all my little subcategories where bills came out to be $1,133, travel came out to be $315, These are all monthly. Miscellaneous, which is the random crap, like, hey, you need a new cell phone case or whatever the stuff, you know, I probably shouldn't be spending money on, is $255 a month. Eating out or any drinks is $108 a month. Gas was $61 a month. And then the smallest category was groceries at $53.70 a month.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is not too shabby. I wish I had as detailed as you. I was definitely not as good about tracking in-depth but i do have my total spending for the year which did increase from last year because now i'm paying rent like you had mentioned before justin i'm not at my mom's house but yeah so this past year 2019 i spent 28,241. so it's not that much higher than you but i'm definitely i know last year i was like spending less and i was pretty pumped but now i'm (laughs) i'm not i'm not winning this race
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean 10,000 of that 23,000 is going to rent. So, uh, I know how you feel and now you know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also a lot of other cool things that happened this year and I'm probably not going to be able to remember them cuz I didn't probably prepare well enough for this, but uh all, you know, a lot of the cool trips and experiences started off the year with a bang. Went to Hawaii for 10 days. Definitely had a lot of travel hacking going on there. All the hotels were paid for with points. I think in total that 10-day vacation across Oahu and Kauai cost me like 750 bucks. Also got to go surfing out with Doug Norman who we mentioned earlier. Then straight from there, I remember vividly going to Colorado. Actually was watching the Super Bowl while I was in the airplane and then landed and went to a conference there. We got to go skiing out at Vail. Got to go to this crazy like African safari type thing that was in Texas. Went to Mexico. I got to go see my family a bunch. We all got a big cabin with my dad. I took my mom backpacking across all these waterfalls in Tennessee. Went to Texas several times to see a lot of Leslie's family. Also had some work conferences down there. Did a ton of outdoorsy stuff. Got to go to Colorado a couple more times. A lot more skiing. A lot more hiking. And honestly, I just can't even remember all. Other than probably, <laughs> I I would have to imagine I saw at least 20 country concerts. Any, I think probably a barely a week goes by that you'll see me talking about a country concert. So how about you, Cody?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I can't believe you do all that fun stuff, even though you're penny pinching, Justin, you know, you're sitting (laughs) in your house eating beans and rice and saving every single penny, never having fun. So (laughs) it's good. It's it's
1: tough, man. It's It's good to
0: see that you got a couple things done in 2019. Yeah, I mean, this year was just crazy for me. So like I said before, I quit my job at the beginning of this year. So I worked in corporate commercial real estate lending for the first full month of January. Then I quit. Then I was just kind of like figuring my life out, getting ready for the book tour that I went on with Grant Sabatier, which went from beginning of March through the beginning of June. So that was three months where I was just traveling around the country. And that's where I I met a lot of these cool people who commented and shared their wins is because I went on this book tour because I figured out that I had the flexibility and that I could live cheaply. And just realized how much more control I had, even though I'm not at that full quote unquote fine number, just like Kelsey, who we mentioned earlier, who shared those awesome wins. And then let's see. So June, I get back. It's summer. I move into my little cottage on the lake, which is not insulated. So it's only suitable for like three months to live in there, but just had an awesome summer, hanging out with friends, working from home, working from my laptop. Summer gets over, moving to Boston, Justin, we're a lot closer to each other. I guess during this time, we didn't even mention like all the stuff like, uh, like FinCon. That was in September. We got to see a bunch of people hanging out together. I went to a couple camp fives this year, one down in Florida, one in Virginia. So let's go back to the timeline. It's like September. I move into Boston, just having fun with my friends here, getting settled into a new routine of life. And in September, actually, was when the idea for the Financial Freedom Summit, the summit that we're both going to be attending, Justin, and I'm helping to run, that's when the idea kind of really got cemented and came to fruition. And if you guys are like, what are you guys talking about? You can check back a couple episodes where we had Grant Sabatier and PT Money on, who are founders of the conference. And you guys can you know, check it out, hear about what the Financial Freedom Summit is all about. And that's going to be a really exciting thing that we can reflect on in 2020. October, November, just kind of traveling around a lot. I visited a bunch of friends who were super kind to let me stay, you know, crash on a couch or whatever, because I do not like paying for housing. So I got to go down to Texas and Florida and DC, all these cool places, Tennessee. And then, end of November, I took my three and a half week little sabbatical down to South America, went to Peru and Chile. It was honestly super eye opening. They just live so differently than we do here. I was so much more appreciative of things like being able to flush your toilet paper down the toilet that you can do in the States and you don't really think about that stuff until you are not able to do it. So it opened my eyes, maybe become a lot more appreciative of what I have, made me realize I need even fewer things than what I have right now, even though I don't have that many possessions. And so it's just been a pretty good year of, you know, figuring out who I am and what I want to do and how I can make money work for me and how I don't have to Hit this crazy five number like I was planning on at the beginning of my five journey, and it's just been amazing. I'm pretty pumped for 2020 to come around. Yeah, I mean that's definitely a ton of
1: stuff packed into that year, Cody. Both from like personal changes, mindset changes, to all the travel. I do realize though, as I was sitting there listening to you, and I'm thinking, man, I forgot about like this trip to Vegas or the trip to Atlanta that we both didn't even mention that we went together to mississippi and you got to you got to visit the homeland and see the see the family that that made justin so <laughs> i did uh, that was
0: fun oh how was your chocolate gravy on christmas
1: oh man it was delicious <laughs> it was delicious i'll try to get a recipe from my mom and put that up sometime somewhere
0: <laughs> awesome i'll definitely have to try that out love doing episodes like this justin and honestly this is the stuff that keeps me motivated seeing people that have listened to episodes on our podcast or other podcasts or been part of groups and they're taking action and it's not little pieces of action either there's people saving like seventy thousand dollars and traveling to 15 different countries and hitting fire at age 30 there's just so many amazing people doing all these amazing things and you rarely get to hear about them because they don't have a platform what do you think about it justin I mean, I completely agree, Cody. I don't think there's a single topic which
1: can impact someone's life as drastically and as fast as this kind of financial dependence, which is tackling both sides of understanding how to make more money and then mostly, you know, how to save more money and how to be more intentional with the way you spend money. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't think there's anything that you can study that you can think about that in such a short period of time can completely change somebody's life. And it's something that's also universal to everyone. It may change everyone's life in a different way at a different speed, but this impacts everyone's life. And we started seeing that pour in as we kind of just asked the question, you know, what is it that you accomplished in 2019 that you'd like to talk about? And people, like you said, didn't just have these like small little, oh, you know, I saved this or that. These are huge life changes where they change the way they live their life. They You see their happiness change. You see they have purpose in life. And then, yeah, the money is a kind of like a secondary effect, but it is just complete life changes what these people are seeing.
0: And I think one thing that's important to note is that obviously this podcast is about financial independence, which has finance in it, which you think about money. But Justin and I, both, and the people in this group, we're using money as a tool. It's not a race who can save a million dollars first, or who can get the biggest raise, or who can save this amount of money. It's figuring out how to use that money to live an awesome life. Like, Obviously we did focus on the numbers a lot in this episode and people were sharing numbers, but the numbers isn't just some thing that they can boast about using these numbers is something that they can do to transition out of a job they hate or move to a different country or try a whole new different career field. It's just so amazing to kind of see people use money as a tool. Cause unfortunately so many people's day to day is just worrying about how am I going to pay the rent? How am I going to get the next paycheck? How am I going to pay for this? How am I going to pay for that? Instead of the more important things like how can I be a better father? How can I be a better friend? How can I focus on my health and fitness? And those things just kind of go to the side when you're so strapped for money, that's the only thing that you can think about. So I just think that's an important thing to note that obviously the FI show, financial independence space, we do talk about money a lot, but just because money can allow you to focus on the really awesome parts of life.
1: And now it's time for the call to action. The call to action this week, Cody, is to kind of continue on this experiment that we had by having a post on Facebook where people came in and said all the accomplishments that they had in 2019. We want to reflect that by we'll have a post up in Facebook. You can also just feel free to email us stuff if you're not comfortable putting something on Facebook. But we'll start that thread. And this thread will be for 2020 goals. So. Mm I think one of the best things that you can do to actually meet a goal is to tell other people about it and let them kind of hold you a little bit accountable, motivate you, cheer you on. That way you can check in every so often and say how you're progressing towards that goal. But we would love to come on the air and actually speak those goals into existence and so they will become true in 2020.
0: And maybe Justin and I have some tips that we can share. If you haven't listened to all the episodes and we had a past guest who had a really good piece of advice for a specific goal that you're trying to hit, maybe we can help you get to that goal even faster. So that's going to be really fun. Super excited to see what people's goals are. And so if you want to check out any links we mentioned in this episode, if you want to maybe interact with some of these people, hear about their stories, hear about some of the 2019 reflections we just talked about. You can do that at thefyshow.com slash 2019. That's 2019. And if you want to join in on one of the best personal finance Facebook groups out there where you can read and interact with all these awesome people we were just talking about on this episode, if you want to share your 2020 goals to be featured at the end of January in our 2020 goal episode, and if you just want to, you know, hang out and talk about finance, you can join our Facebook group at thefyshow.com slash community and if you are enjoying the episodes up to this point, please hit that subscribe button. We love those five-star rating and reviews. Actually, Justin, I just posted this win in the Facebook group this past week. We just reached over 100 five-star ratings and reviews. So we're a five-star podcast with a 100 people who were kind enough to take a second and click that five-star button and leave a review so that is awesome it really gives us motivation and say wow there are actually a lot of people listening to the show and getting value so thank you guys so much if you are getting value from these episodes we would love a five-star rating and or review and hit that subscribe button if you want to be catching the next one so thanks for listening
1: see you on next
0: week's episode of the five show